You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. So I've just poured myself a glass of water from my kitchen tap. And when I took the glass of water back into my living room and I raised the glass of water to my face, my nose noticed something. You see, this glass of water, it had a funny smell to it. Now, it wasn't an awful smell, but it was certainly different. It was quite subtle, in fact, but my nose picked it up. This isn't just my normal tap water. There's something a little bit amiss here. And even though it was quite a small change, my nose picked it up. And it got me to thinking, isn't it funny that water, this thing that we all need for life, the thing that is absolutely essential to all life on this planet, just happens to be tasteless. It has no taste. It doesn't really taste of anything, does it, water? But also, it doesn't really smell of anything either. Now, what a coincidence that is, that the very thing that we should happen to need doesn't taste of anything and doesn't smell of anything. And then I wondered, is that a coincidence? You see, the thing about our minds, our brains, they don't have any direct contact with the world at all. When you think of your brain up there, trapped in your skull as it is, it's this kind of blob of jello up there, isn't it? Which is in this sealed dark container. The brain itself doesn't have the slightest idea what's going on out there. But it picks up a lot of information from our senses, you know, what's coming in through our eyes and our ears and our touch and all of these sorts of things. And it's just picking up information signals. And then, of course, what the brain does is it constructs a world for us that we can kind of shuffle about in and make sure that we're not bumping into things. It's a, it's a very useful model of the world, but when you think about it, we have no idea, do we, what the outside world is really like. This is our interpretation of it. And it's just like, for instance, you don't know that when you're looking at something green and your friend is calling it green, is your green and their green the same thing? What if you were able to look through their eyes and it, it looked red or something completely different? We don't know, do we? And so each of our brains is constructing something all the time. And the brain is just trapped in this dark chamber. And it constructs a view of the world that might not actually be reality at all, but certainly allows us to move through it in a way that is useful. And the reason why I mention that is going back to the water, you see. Because is it a coincidence that this thing that we need to give us life doesn't have any taste and doesn't have any smell? On some level, wouldn't it be useful 
if something like water was a bit tastier. Imagine your favourite taste in the world. Wouldn't it be better if water was that taste instead of just no taste at all? The one thing that we most need for life itself. And it's not even tempting us to drink it. But then maybe water does have a taste. Maybe what's changed there is maybe it's us that has evolved to ensure that we don't give it a taste, that we don't give it a smell. Maybe there's something that our brain is doing in the service of our continued survival, which has actually stripped away the smell of water, has stripped away the taste of water. Maybe water really is quite smelly. <laughs> and maybe it's got a particular taste. Maybe a nice one, maybe a not nice one. But maybe it's more useful if water doesn't have a taste. Maybe it's more useful if when our brain takes the signal of water and the smells that come from water, maybe it's more useful if our brain is skilled at just taking those out. And so it becomes this clear, no taste, no smell bit of liquid. And that's useful, isn't it? Because as soon as something is off with the water, I then spot it straight away. Once my brain has made the water completely devoid of smell and completely devoid of taste, the very slightest bit of offness in either of those, and I pick up on it right away. And I need to pick up on it right away, don't I? Because what if there's something awful going on with the water and I just keep on drinking it? In actual fact, what I've done with the water, I've put it to one side and I'm going to check it out. And so it's useful, isn't it? That if indeed the brain has evolved to give me a sense of water that is tasteless and without smell, that actually would help us to survive. Now, of course, I don't know whether this is what the brain has done. Because none of us can really know what's out there. We only have this, <clears throat> this construction that the brain has given us. Of what the world is like. And we move in that kind of model. You know, our reality is created in our minds. In our brain. And it's a very useful model of reality. But we can't know, can we, in terms of... Is water really smelly? Who knows? But if the brain has done that, if we have evolved over all of these years to strip out the smell and the taste of water so that it's far easier for us to notice when it's off and when we shouldn't be drinking it, then that would be an example of our brain creating something which is utterly untrue. Creating something that doesn't match with reality at all, but is really useful. Maybe even essential. And this is the power of our brain, really. This is the power of the models that it comes up with. And in those 
recesses of our brain, we have all sorts of different models of the world, don't we? We have different belief systems that we hold. We have all sorts of things like that. Who am I in the world? Who are others? How difficult or enjoyable is life itself? We have all these belief systems, which mean that some people see the same world as the world that you see, and they will have a completely different sense of it. Because we're all viewing the world through these filters. These belief filters through which we look at the world like some kind of lens that we're peering through. And because my belief systems that I've developed over my life will be different to yours, there is a likelihood that we would look at the very same situation and see different things in it, take different meanings from it. And as I think about what the brain may well have done with water, is that if it did do that with water to ensure that it was tasteless, to ensure that we experienced it as without smell, then I don't suppose it really matters when we start getting hung up with truth and not truth. I suppose what really matters in terms of this kind of thing is, is it useful or is it not useful? And that's a question I often ask myself because it's very easy to go down something of a rabbit hole in terms of trying to find out whether something is true or not. And yet sometimes it doesn't really matter if it's true or not. Sometimes it does, of course, but a lot of the time it doesn't. And so often a better question is, is this useful or not? Is this belief a resource that's helping me move forward or is it a, a barrier that's getting in my way? Is it better that my brain filters out the smell and the taste of water so that it's completely clear and I notice when it's off and that protects me? Or would I rather my brain just give me water as it maybe is, all stinky and hard to decipher any change in it? So I don't know really what the water is really like out there. I only get to experience water how I experience it. And that's, that's a job that my brain does on my behalf. But if the brain really is doing that with water, then I for one am very grateful for it because it means that I haven't drunk this glass of water that I suspect is a little bit off. And so when I ask myself the question, is this resourceful? Does this help me? Or does this get in my way? Then I find that that tends to be the better question. And so if you like this episode and you've got some benefit from it, please share it so others can as well. If you'd like to work with me one-to-one, -one, I'm Alan Parry. You can find out more at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, it's completely free. There's a new episode every day, so if you want to make sure that you never miss one, just subscribe completely free of charge wherever you normally get your podcasts from. So thanks for listening. I'll be back again tomorrow with another one.